Welcome to episode 70 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Very excited about today's episode because we're stepping into the accessory world of fashion, which we often talk about apparel, but we do need to get more into accessories and handbags and shoes and sunglasses. So I have some amazing designers on the line with me today. I have Tracy and Nancy. They are the founders of Vontel. Um, I do want to start by making sure I uh, acknowledge all of our sponsors. Um, this episode is sponsored by Kara Kinks. Kara Kinks is a hair rejuvenation oil that helps promote healthy hair growth, decreases split ends and breakage, and the aroma is divine and your scalp will shine. So make sure you guys shop KaraKinks.com. So Nancy and Tracy, thank you so much for joining me today, ladies. Thank you for having us. No. Thank you. No problem. (laughs) So um, just want to say a little bit about you guys just to start off. um, They're a startup eyewear manufacturer. Um, They launched their brand. um, They launched a luxury eyewear brand um, offering um, striking ethnic patterns reflecting African, Caribbean and Latin cultures. Their vision has become the leading African-American women-owned eyewear design company that breaks away from the ordinary to be extraordinary chic and luxurious and fashion forward eyewear brand in the market another distinguishing factor that sets Vontel apart is their insurance replacement program Vontel offers a one-year one-time replacement warranty from the purchase date of your eye broken if i'm sorry date of your eyewear from stolen lost damage or broken eyeglass frames that's actually very interesting because i lose sunglasses like every time i wear them <laughs> literally every time i wear them so let's hop into my icebreaker it's called this or that do you girls prefer fedoras or berets? I like fedoras. Tracy. Nancy. Can we I hear can, Nancy? Yeah, I can hear both of you guys. I can't hear Nancy, but go ahead. Okay. Um, what about uh, mules or stilettos? I love, Tracy loves stilettos, but Lately, I've been wearing flats. <laughs> what about trench coasters or motorcycle jackets? I love motorcycle jackets. Gotcha. Perfect. So if you guys just want to start out by telling me the background of why you guys started, a little bit about your background, where you grew up, you know, um, how you grew up, what was your first career choices, and how you got started. Is Nancy speaking? Because I can't hear her. No, she hasn't. No, but she's still connected. Um, she might have her phone pause, but you can you can answer. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm I'm Tracy and uh, my middle name is actually Vontel. So that's how we got the name for the line. Uh, Tracy Vontel Green. And I grew up. I was born in Harlem at home and mm-hmm. my mom had all our kids at home. Uh, and then we moved to Queens when I was probably in the fifth grade. She remarried and I grew up in Lefrak City. So shout out to Left Rock City in the house. Um, so I Left Rock City. <laughs> yes, Left Rock City in Queens. So, you know, that's where a lot of, uh, you know, are like Kenny Smith and Kenny Anderson and a lot of the hip hop guys, uh, Noriega and those guys. So I kind of grew up with those guys actually growing up in Queens. Um, nice. And, uh, you know, went to uh, high school in the city, Norma Thomas High School, um, and then to college. 
uh, first year of Westbury, SUNY of Westbury. And then I, you know, saw uh, School Days came out and I was like, I got to go to a black college. And I went to Morgan State University where I met Nancy. Nice. Okay. So if you want to, Nancy, I know you can't hear us, but you can speak, try to speak and I'm going to see if I can. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> oh, yay. Okay, great. So <laughs> a little bit about me. I was born in Brooklyn, born and raised in Brooklyn Hospital, used to live on Brooklyn Avenue. Everything about me is very Brooklyn. I went to high school at A. Philip Randolph Campus High School in Harlem. My first taste of getting out of Brooklyn, outside of my parents, my family is from the West Indies, Jamaica. So I would go to Jamaica every summer uh, as my friends used to go down south and I used to get jealous. But now I realize that I had the best of both worlds. Um, <laughs> I also attended Morgan State University, as Tracy said, and had founded wonderful relationships there, one of them being with Tracy. And this relationship has been uh, 20 plus years. And we just make a dynamic team because we complement each other in so many different ways. Okay. So how did you guys get your career started? What Were you originally in fashion and accessories or did you guys start, um, you know, in another field? I find that a lot of times designers start in marketing or advertising or I even had like, people who started in the medical field that transitioned over into the fashion world. Uh -huh. so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, funny that you ask. I would say both of Tracy. Those. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, you know, I always was in the finance realm. Um, I, you know, I was doing my mom's taxes since I was like 15. I was pre-law in college and then, you know, got my master's in accounting and I've been doing finance this whole time. But as a kid, I always loved fashion. And I don't know if you guys remember Barbizon, but, um, you know, they used to have a modeling school and everything was fashion. I used to always love those things. I did Barbizon as a kid. I always used to, you know, draw clothes and look at stuff. But I think my mom, um, you know, was like, hey, you know, you're going to make money if we do finance. Don't do not do these wishy-washy. And in that term, that's what she thought it was back then. Um, do something that's concrete, you know, and every, you know, old school parent wants you to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant. So I kind of followed that path. And I think, you know, as I've gotten older, I still gravitated back to the arts and, you know, I love the museums and I love the art and I love the music and I love the fashion. And I just finally said one day, you know, after losing my glasses um, and searching for something that I really wanted to find that was not there. Um, I talked to Nancy on the phone and I said, you know, what I want is not there. And she said, we can do this. Let's just do it. We can, you know, create our own eyewear. That's very exciting. Do you guys plan on venturing out into like other forms of accessories or is eyewear it like it's definitely I feel like a niche market and there aren't many black designers or creators in that market? What I would say right now, we want to focus on the eyewear and get it perfect and get it right. Um, but I always, you know, I, I mean, Nancy talking, I always said I always visioned a home line, a Vontel home line where we get more, you know, in, in other aspects of design in terms of furniture and uh, sheets and towels. And so I feel that we can expand Vontel, you know, down the road. Um, but eyewear is our primary focus right now. And again, I'm a believer in, you know, getting it perfect the way you want it before you move to the next. Absolutely. What would you say was the biggest struggle for you guys um, when you first started out? 
conceptualizing it was probably one of the biggest struggles because we knew we wanted to do something fashion forward and we looked and we searched the marketplace and didn't see anything close to what it was that we were trying to accomplish. And then we had to find designers. And initially we went through a couple of designers that came our way, but didn't see the vision. And the last one that we came across nailed it. So having to find that and also learning the manufacturing business and learning the different types of material that goes into making eyewear. So those were things that we had to overcome along the way. And it wasn't easy because we had to self-teach ourselves everything. We looked through books. We spoke to as many people as we could. We made trips and we traveled to learn the industry. So we did our homework, we did our research, we learned about the industry on a whole, and we saw that it is a 130 plus billion dollar industry where there's only a true, you mentioned, of African Americans that are even able to take advantage of this. But even so, we are not making the type of dent or splash that we can, and Vontel is here in that space, and to disrupt the marketplace with our unique and eccentric patterns and styles. Love that. What would you say is the most crucial thing that you learned about the manufacturing process? <laughs> it's a, it's a and, lot of trial and, and error. And sample making. So how many, like during your, I guess, product development phase, how many samples did you run through before you felt like you actually had a perfect final product to actually put into manufacturing? At least three. I would think wow. at least three, right? Because we looked, we looked at the acetate first, the designs, and see how they looked on. Then we looked at the glasses, the shape of the glasses. Um, you know, we 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 have uh, prided ourselves in the fact that we specifically wanted to make the the temples, the arms of the glasses a little bit longer because we know you know African Americans have a little bit bigger faces. So does Asians. Um, the, the bridge of the nose, we wanted to make it a little bit wider on some of the glasses because a lot of our friends, when they try to buy glasses, the no, it doesn't fit on the nose properly. So we looked at the design of the glasses, the eyewear themselves, as well as you know how long it took to look at the, the different prototypes, what we wanted to look like, how vibrant we wanted the colors. Um, you know, you could, you could put it together, but then if it comes out dull, what's the point, right? So we had to go back to the manufacturers and say, no, do this over. We want it to look like this. So it's been a lot of back and forth and COVID has made it a little bit harder because before we were able to, like we traveled to Paris and we were there before COVID. Once COVID happened, we were already able to travel to meet with our manufacturers as much. So a lot of things is being email, over WhatsApp, over phone. So it, it's been challenging throughout this last year, um, but we kept pushing forward because we said we had to do it. Gotcha. Um, what countries are you manufacturing in? Well, we went to Paris and that's where we found our manufacturer. Paris, oh, you said you went like, right before COVID. Yeah. Funny thing is, I yeah. actually, mm -hmm. I went to Paris right at the tip of COVID and that's where I found all of my mm -hmm. leathers, but I make handbags. And yeah. I, oh, I, yeah, nice. I, yeah, I make handbags, and I literally went to Paris the first week of March 
for a week by myself. And that's where I found my suede and like leather supplier. And I was crushed when I couldn't keep going back and finding more things. So I know all about this. Right. Um, COVID being a struggle. Right. right. So it just made, it just made it a little bit harder, but you know, actually we found it in a way it helps slow down the process. Cause I think we probably would have rushed um, if it wasn't COVID cause we wanted to get the product out, but because we were able to take our time, we were able to like really look at all the technical, you know, be methodical of how we wanted the glasses to look. And it actually, you know, it, I think we've come out with a perfect line and perfect sizes. And we have something for everyone, um, no matter if your nose is a little bit bigger or your ears is a little bit bigger, or your arm, you know, the width between your head and your glass. You know, we had a couple of friends try them on all different shapes. And she's like, every time I pair, get a pair of glasses, they stop too short. These fit perfectly. You know, so we got people to kind of try them out and say, hey, does this fit your face? Right. You know, my nose is really slim or my nose is really big. This fits perfectly over. These glasses fit me better. You know, so that was also part of the process. And we wanted to make sure that they were for everyone. Right. Um, beautiful. But we want them to fit. Gotcha. What would you say is like the average, I guess, um, not even average. Well, like what was your time frame as far as like product development goes? Like, would you say that it took you three months to perfect the product, six months to perfect the product? Did it happen really fast for you? What was the timing looking like when you guys started to do this? It took a lot. It took longer than we initially expected mm -hmm. because the process of handcrafted, that's the thing. The glasses are handcrafted. They're not made on, on an assembly line where you would believe that it would go through quickly. So that in itself takes up at least 45 to 60 days and making the acetate just right, getting the, um, the correct amount of acetate and the thickness and the width and everything else that we needed to accomplish the look that we were trying to achieve took a little bit longer. So the initial prototype that we had took between, we, we ordered it between the time that we went to Paris and then sent over the first graph or drawing of what we wanted. And then we didn't receive those for two and a half to three months. And then like Tracy said, we went through three different iterations to make sure that we liked what we saw. So we got the first iteration then the second and then the third where we said, okay, this is acceptable. And we had to do that for all of the designs because we decided to go with 34 designs to launch with. So just imagine going through that time and time again with all of these glasses, even some where they didn't initially, even through the third round, they didn't make it. And so even though we launched, we still, um, the last set are going to be the last ones that we actually put on the line. Yeah, we, so we, it we, took a we while. I would say in total. Yeah, yeah, it took us at least six, six to nine months. We thought that we would be done in three to four months, but it did take a while. And like Tracy said, the COVID really allowed us to perfect what it is that we were trying to purvey and and introduce to the marketplace. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you guys looking to um, just do a direct to consumer? Or are you actually thinking about, you know, pitching it to different retailers and boutiques and stuff like that? Like, do you want to cut that middleman out or do you want to um, go into stores so you gain like foot traffic as well? We are considering the option. Tracy and I have discussed it because we have actually had people approach us 
and oh, say right. that they want to carry our product in store. So it's something that we're considering, but at present, we are 100% online e-commerce retail. Yeah, I do. Um, I don't know if you guys know a lot about me. I own a product, a product development and manufacturing facility. I mostly do apparel and accessories. So we need, we need, you, we need to have a separate meeting yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so I, you know, I'm very like familiar with the production and manufacturing process. And a lot of our listeners are, you know, currently going through that. They're starting brands or they're relaunching brands and, you know, everyone's processes are, you know, they're just different, you know, depending on, you know, what it is, where it's going. And, you know, a line that I always say is trust the process, like, you know, slow down, like, I get a lot of people who want to start things up and they want me to have samples produced for them in like three weeks. And it just doesn't work like that. You got to go through your prototypes. You got to make sure the fabrics are adding up and making sure that it makes sense. You know, and if not, that you're going to just spend like a whole lot of money that is honestly unnecessary. And I do push them like they're like, okay, I I don't want to miss market week and i was just like market week like direct to consumer (laughs) honestly you know from what i've seen for the last current like you know a couple years is the best to do because there's so many retailers and i've worked in the industry for a long time too they don't even pay their bills (laughs) (laughs) um and they and they you know they create these really big production orders and then it's like you spend all your money on the front end trying to uh make all of these production orders and then they're set on a net 30 and then sometimes they still don't pay and then with compliance, they have a tendency to love to charge things back. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad wow. that you guys are 100% So you, you're, you're a pro at this. You know, you got to take your time. Yeah. And, and we all want things fast. We're, I said we're the microwave generation where you want to say, oh, I did it and it's done. But sometimes taking your time, it's okay. I'd rather take our time. Me and Nancy made a rule, you know, like day one. We're like, listen, we both have to review it. We both have to agree and that's why we have 34 pairs of glasses because we couldn't agree <laughs> on how many to not have. So we just put them all in. But, um, but you know, because we both, you know, we, I have my favorites, she has her favorites. And at the end, I'm like, okay, let's let it rock. But we, and we agreed that we're going to make sure we both review stuff because sometimes, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of things in a day and if one person reviews it and it. Hello? I'm here. Okay, cut out a little bit for her. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Tracy. Yeah, she's still she's still connected. Maybe she just might be like in a bad service area. So you know, I'm going to okay. uh, you know, I'm going you know, I'm going to plug you guys and ask you: Do you have a uh, you have eyeglass cases? <laughs> we do. Beautiful eyeglass Good. cases. Okay. Yes. Look at me. Are they are they customized? We have beautiful packaging. <laughs> yeah. So I was the like, cases you know are... I can create those for you. <laughs> oh. Well, we the eyeglass <laughs> cases we kept that simple, but the boxes mm-hmm. and everything that it comes in is beautiful. We wanted to make sure that what looked really and we also found that because we went to Paris to Fashion Week and then they also had an expo and we went to the expo and we were able to find someone who did that. But we'd love to see your work as well. So what we would actually I, do is. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I said, I said, what we would actually do is we would just, you would design it and we would bring it to life. So if you wanted to make it out of a different oh. material or if you want to do like a leather case, okay, so that's what we do. We create products for designers. So, and we, since we do accessories, nice. like you could come up with a design that you have in mind and we would actually make that for you, whether it be acetate, acrylic, leather, suede, silk, like anything that you wanted to make, we can make for you. And of course, Tracy, you, know, you missed that last you piece. Know, one of your logo. I know. I just got on. I just got on. I got disconnected for some reason. Go on. Yeah. I was, Tracy, I was telling her that I was like, I actually, I actually have sunglass cases because I was like, we make products, <laughs> so we can make. We pretty much just uh, bring products to life and manufacture products based on the designer. So if you guys ever wanted to come up with like a special case or anything like that, that was leather or suede or silk or anything i can make anything well anise you definitely have to we i'm I'm all into collabos i was uh, i have a couple of colleagues and friends who all started their own businesses and i said you know you know you know how you see like adidas x you know beyonce or something like that Mm -hmm. i said we need to do that with ourselves we need to do our own collaboration so if it's you know vontel x whatever lanise's company is we definitely want to collaborate with you and you know you know, co-market on our site, you market on your site, we kind of do events. Um, and I think it helps build awareness of all these black owned companies. So definitely we will definitely get your email address and look at your cases. Cause it'll be great to say Vontel has collaborated with, you know, your, your brand and you know, this is a combination here and we market it because I think it's great to do that. We have to do the same thing that they, yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We um we make so many products with so many black designers. Actually, and I was going to ask you guys this. I'm actually in the process of creating a black designer directory. It's going to go on my website because the company and the podcast, along with my consulting agency that makes a lot of products for black women. I just did a black and fashion pop up about two weeks ago in Brooklyn. And it was a, a amazing success. All the vendors pretty much sold out. And I'm doing another one on Black Friday called a black ass Friday. It's also in Brooklyn. Oh, um, and I have vendors from, you know, different states. A lot of the vendors are in New York and it's mostly fashion based, but we are opening it up to beauty and cosmetics. So I'll make sure I send you guys the information for that as well. We would love to have you as a vendor and you can sell you, your eyeglasses at our Black Ass Friday. Um, I think it's super nice. important, you know, to bring awareness to black designers often. And that's why, you know, I do the podcast and also why I have a consultant agency. I have 168 black women designers that I'm creating products for right now um, all over the U.S. So I just wanted to know from you guys how um, has it been difficult, I guess, or to like break down those barriers? Do you feel like that we need to seek validation from the quote unquote fashion industry or, or are you guys compliant with like we create our own, you know, we create our own and we do our own thing and don't look towards the quote unquote fashion industry to embrace us in a way. Well, I, th- I think me and Nancy might have two different uh, views on this. So I, I, Tracy thinks that you need a combination of both, right? I think we definitely have to create our own, right? And, and I'm all for, mm-hmm. we have to do it, right? Black, black owned businesses, power and stuff. But unfortunately, we're not in the room where we can green light, right? We don't own enough of right. the process. As, as Nancy said, it's like a $131 billion eyewear business. 
And there's like two or three big companies that own all the brands. Um, so we're not at the table, right? So we're going we're gonna to have to get them to kind of some crossover, as we like to say, success, right? So, you know, we got the uh, beauty director or beauty brand editor of Cosmopolitan to post our glasses, right? Um, Julie uh, Wilson is her name. Um, she, but just by getting her to post it, um, you know, it's Cosmo, right? It's not, it's not a black owned magazine, but we still need that reach. So I think you need a little bit of both. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm a hundred percent for black owned, um, but you gotta, you gotta get in where, where you fit in a little bit. And I would just add to that. I do agree with Tracy 100%. We are 100% black owned, but our glasses are not just for black people. Our glasses are for anyone who loves beautiful eyewear, period. If you like eyewear that's different, eccentric, and you want it to make a statement, you realize that your eyewear is a compliment to your face, then we for you, irregardless of color. We are just in the business to sell beautiful one who wants to purchase eyewear. Gotcha. So can you tell me about, um, I have like this little um, segment where I, I call it, it's a success or it's a disaster. Can you tell me about a time in, in the business as you guys have been growing it, that something went completely haywire and was a disaster, but it turned into a success and made you maybe adopt a new procedure in your business? Well, I, I would think COVID, I'm going to use the pandemic. I mean, that's been a total disaster for everyone uh, around the world, around the country. <laughs> um, but, and, and for us, it kind of, like I said, we had plans to do much more travel and to kind of be side by side with our manufacturer and we couldn't. And for me, for us immediately, that was a disaster. We can't do this. We won't be able to do it. And then, you know, using social media, using all the technology that we have, and then literally, you know, sending pictures across and figuring out stuff and having conversations, you know, we did it. I mean, at the beginning, it was a disaster, but at the end, we, it took us a little bit longer, but we did it. And I think we perfected it and what, and the product shows in itself. I mean, they're beautiful, they're graphic, they're bright, they're bold, they're stunning, they're innovative, they're different. We, I mean, we searched all around um, and no one has what we have. So um, at the end of the day, the pandemic being as disastrous as it is, um, I think it did a lot for us. That's amazing, I love that. For me, I wanna say the same thing. Um, I um, was just a one woman show at the beginning of this year and now I have a team of 14. Um, and a space in Bushwick. Oh, so you're right down the product, block from so. us. We could we gonna come hop over and share some glasses with you, so you can. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right on Ingraham Street, and we started in my house. I live in Bed Stuy, um, and it was all I want to say. By the time we got out of my house, it was like eight of us, and I was just like, okay, my living room was being taken over, and my bed, like it literally was a, a it just was not working for me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't working for me and I wanted to ask about that like just being in business and traveling ever like me having my home circumference like like completely taken over by my employees and by work um and moving out of that space I, I've never been so happy to have my home back where I can like meditate and I put like a swing in the back so just being in business I know it has like it's growing pains it's trial and errors what do you do um in your own time to just make sure that you know you're balanced and that you're clear and that you're making good decisions 
I'll let Nancy take that one. Because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> here yet, so, you know. I'm still struggling, so I'll let Nancy and, tell and you. I, we're both, yeah, we're both, no, we're both in a place where we are trying to find a balance because we've both had personal disasters that have happened in our lives regard in with regard to our personal health. And recently I had a fire in my home. And so now I'm living someplace temporarily and Tracy and I decided that regardless of everything that was going on around us, we were still going to launch the company and we would still be successful. And we're getting a lot of positive feedback and a lot of traction. So, but the one thing that we both do, consistently is we take out about an hour or two per day and we walk, we exercise. So, and we meditate while we're doing it. Tracy walks with her husband every day and I walk with a friend of mine. So I think that's the time that we use to meditate and to really focus and unwind. And then we come back because Tracy and I are on the phone with each other several times per day. Yeah, we are sure. nonstop because oh, we always have a thing. lot going on. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, we are each other's backbone as it, re as it relates to this company and even this friendship, we rely on each other a lot. So our, it's another marriage. The time out it's another marriage. <laughs> yeah, we're married sure. to each other. Our husbands are like, uh, you're, you're on phone with your, with your husband. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> with my boo, with my Nancy boo. <laughs> That's so no, 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 what she said was oh, perfect. Yeah, I, I didn't realize I actually do use the walk as a meditation, so that helps. But I feel like I'm not organized yet. Yeah. Still getting there. Gotcha. Yeah, we're we're two. We're all of a month new. We're very new. Gotcha. Would you say that um, it has been difficult on the marketing and PR side as far as like that exposure and um, has it been, was it a struggle, you know, giving your brand or putting your brand in someone else's hands? Cause I know that as designers, we have, you know, a very specific thing that we like and we want. And when it comes to the branding and marketing, put it out there, you really do have to trust it and put it in someone else's hands. Um, when you decide to work with like a PR agency or a brand manager or a marketing company. So how was that um, for you guys and have you embarked? Well, on I that? would, I would just add that it's not just with marketing, it's with everything, even our web designer, um, you know, when she came to us with the template and we looked at it and I was like, wow, this is great. But again, you're trusting someone else to see your vision. So I think in every step of the way from the manufacturer to the web designer, to our social media person, to our public relations, to our marketing, every person that we're trusting, because we have the product and we have the ideas, but then we have to, you know, kind of hand it over like a baby and say, this is how we want to be, you know, presented to the world. Um, and I think that's tough in every single situation. Um, but we have, we've been lucked up to have some bomb, I mean, the bomb black women, um, our web designers are black women, our publicists yes. are black women, our social media, I mean, some bomb people who kind of see our eyewear and like, oh my God, I can, they take it as their own baby and they're marketing it. They're helping us getting yes. on the brand awareness. Um, so we lucked out. I would say we lucked out, but it's still tough. It was tough for me to kind of hand it over and say, am I sure they can do this the way I want it done? You know, and it's Nancy. Nancy's mm. like, well, I'm not, you know, I think they can do it. And so, you know, and then like I said, once they took it on as their baby, it became great. Yeah, I had literally had that same struggle this year. 
um, with like passing things over, it is definitely yeah. difficult to, you know, to let it go, you know, like and letting go and letting people, you know, do their jobs. Um, have you guys like, you know, started hi- hiring like teams or interns or anyone on that side that you have to directly manage? Not yet, but it is our next step in what it is that we plan to do. We do need to start looking at interns. And once our sales picks up to where we are comfortable, more more staff. But at present, like Tracy said, we have bomb people that we work with. And we're really excited about them because they see our vision down to our publicist, to our web designer, to our social media director. Everyone has been fantastic in helping us the word and get it out there. All right. So I have one last segment before we wrap up. My segment is It's a Muse. Is there anything that you guys have read recently or a person or an ad or an article, an exhibit that has inspired you and keeps you motivated that you'd like to share with another entrepreneur? Hmm. Tracy, what do you think? Well, I just I actually reading. read something. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. You finish reading. No, no, no. I was saying, you know, you know, everything inspires me. So, you know, I just finished reading, you know, I finally finished reading Michelle Obama's book, Becoming Michelle. Um, I have another book that I read. I forgot the author's name, but it's called The Four Day Work Week. And that book, um, and his name's going to come to me in a second, but that book was another book about kind of starting your own businesses and, you know, the, you know, the, all the steps and stuff. Um, I, I feel those, you know, and then just, just watching what's happening. There's another guy who did a book called The Black Tax. I read that book. And again, he goes into how there's not enough Black-owned businesses. Um, so I've been reading a lot of books, kind of, is they're financially related, but they're also kind of stories. But I think that has motivated me to kind of push forward. Um, but the biggest motivation was that, you know, when I lost my glasses and I started looking for a new pair, what, nothing was there. So, you know, it was what I wanted was not there in the market. And that was my muse was the fact that what I wanted, I couldn't find. Um, So, uh, you know, and like I said, Michelle Obama is just so powerful. And, um, you know, what she went through and you just realize, you know, you you think it looks good. You know, you always think the the the, what's rose it looks rosy. And, you know, but she went through a lot to get where she was. And, you know, she took her time to kind of do it. So. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Nancy, you too. <laughs> that was the book you were reading, well, for Nancy. for me, I, I was reading, well, I read an article this morning, and I, I read articles all, all day. And this one in particular was saying how African-American women are the leaders in starting new businesses. They're the leading in entrepreneurs, and they actually create 80% of the new jobs that are out there. And people are used to thinking that, the tech jobs are the ones that are generating most of the income, but African-American women are leading when it comes to businesses. And that just made me feel really good as I read that. And then another book that I was reading is called, it's by Sonia Lane called I Kick Ass at Work. And it helps you to journal all of your achievements and things that you need to do to and the different places that you need to be. And it's just a really good book that will help you do that. Even though Tracy working together independently, 
it's still a good strategy and guide to help you figure out what you need to do to move forward in business. Gotcha. Amazing. Okay. So um, you guys want to maybe throw out your social media handles and where they can capture you or follow you guys and um, where they can shop for their eyewear. It'll all be in the show notes as well, but I just wanted you to announce it verbally as well. So I would say definitely Vontel.com is the website where you can actually order and view the glasses. V-O-N-T-E-L-L-E.com. And then Nancy has all our handles. And then (laughs) (laughs) our handles are Vontel Eyewear for IG. For Facebook, it's Vontel. And so we try to stick with the Vontel, Vontel Eyewear. So if you type either one of those, you will always find us. It's Vontel or Vontel Eyewear. Perfect. Okay. Well, Twitter, IG, and Facebook. And LinkedIn. <laughs> and LinkedIn. Okay. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. Correct. Perfect. Thank you, Tracy. All right. Thank you so much, ladies. It was a pleasure speaking to you and learning about your journey and your eyewear. Um, we'll definitely be in contact. Um, I'll definitely post it up and tag everyone in it's having the shot with you guys. Um, since I'm in the middle of building this Black Designers directory, I'll definitely add you guys to that. Um, we do post um, literally every day. We highlight different Black designers and make sure we're always bringing awareness to them as well. No, thank you for having us. And we definitely want to hook up with you since you're in Bushwick right around the corner. So we need to come to your locations and look at what you have and how we can collaborate. Um, Because, you know, the bigger, you know, the bigger we all get, the better. And I think you missed that part when I was telling Nancy, like, we actually design what you want. So we don't have like this product sitting around like you come to us with a design or you can come to us for design development and we create the perfect product for oh, you. Oh, wow. That's and great. we manufacture it. So if you had an idea or saw something or was inspired by something, you could typically tell it to me and I can draw it out for you and then I can make it for you. <laughs> that's great. We definitely, yeah. <laughs> have to, we definitely have to schedule a meeting. Which is awesome. Sure. We'll come to you. Okay. <laughs> so, Absolutely. okay. And, and I did want to say I, I did want to say congratulations to your business growth and everything that you're doing and yeah. even for including us in the black business directory, uh, fashion directory. That is awesome. And please let us know how we can be of assistance. We for love sure. it. Thank you so no, no, much. Really, guys. Hearing your story is inspiring us. You went from eight people in your living room to now you have 15 people, 14, 15 people in your office. All black women. It's amazing. All, That's amazing. All black women designers. No, no, no. You, you are inspiration for us. So this is great. Yeah, definitely grew in eight months. So it went really fast. <laughs> That's- and what is your website, Lenise? Uh, Lenise, L-E-N-E-S-E. C-A-L. It's LeniseCollier.com. So it's L-E-N-E-S-E. Okay. C-A found it. Perfect. Yeah, and on there, I, ha- I also own a non-for-profit. It's called the Black Girls Designer Club. Um, we host uh, the Black Girl Designer Brunches, um, and we do a lot of things to give back to the youth. And we have about seven or eight mentors. We actually have a clothing drop coming up um, that we're doing, and I think I told you guys about the Black Ass Friday, but that's more so for this platform. And then I make handbags and then I make products. So I, I got I got three businesses and a non-for-profit. Well, we're, we're definitely going to come over to you so we can nice. get some um, some tips. Gotcha. <laughs> of course. We'll bring, you, we'll bring you over a salad. We're on a plant-based diet, but we'll bring you over a nice salad. <laughs> <laughs> I love vegan food. <laughs> 
Perfect. Thank you so <laughs> much, ladies. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Have, a, right, good have a good one. one. All right, bye. Thank you again. All right, bye. Bye.